Hey, welcome back to Vigilant Hockey. This is Chris, and today's co-host, Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us, we're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. On today's episode, we want to welcome our special guest, the broadcaster for the NOCO Eagles out of the USPHL, Brendan Price. Brendan, welcome back to the show. Technical difficulties there. I had to get myself unmuted. Thanks for having <laughs> me back, guys. I really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun once I can figure out how to work the microphone, which is a great skill set introduction to the fact that I am a broadcaster. <laughs> you're, you're just building. You're just building up anticipation. It's all good. Everyone's just on their edges of their seats, waiting for you. Myself included, Seabass. I, <laughs> I myself was furiously waiting on the edge of my seat for my mute button to clear out there. <laughs> Well, if uh, if anyone listened to the last podcast I had, I didn't have the best intro and stumbled right through it while uh, Jack and Ben laughed at me furiously. So uh, apparently I just referenced to myself as Pigeon and just it just died from there. So I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I do like I picking mean, up random scraps of bread on the ground. So that's the beauty of a podcast is we can look at those kinds of things and say, you know what? Let's uh, let's keep it. We like it. It's good for laughs. We'll keep it in. <laughs> yeah. And and actually was once it, once it all went down as bad as it did. I'm like, yeah, let's just keep it. And fortunately, I didn't stumble through this one. So, well, you know, there's a whole episode, though. Let's see where it goes. But uh, yeah, this episode is going to be all about the USPHL's Mountain Division. We are going to announce the top 10 plays of the year as kind of our scoring through the year has led to these top plays being at the top, so to speak, out of the Mountain Division. And uh, then we're going to give away the first annual Mountain Division Players of the Year from Pigeonhole Hockey. And hopefully next year, like I said, we can uh, actually uh, have a big voting scheme where we can get the teams involved in a be it less biased than my personal opinion on these awards. But right now, you know, it's my podcast. I'm going with it. So, you know, uh, but before we actually jump into the Mountain Division, Seabass, your wife had a pretty cool weekend. You want to tell us about it? Yeah, um, it was it was pretty awesome. Pretty proud of her. And I know she's pretty proud of herself, too. And, and as she should be, she was uh, one of the eight. I believe it was eight. And there's two crews that were uh, invited to uh, officiate the PWHPA tournament that was here in Ottawa. Uh, so she she had a great time. I was actually able to go down and and take part of, of day one uh, before I had my own game during the night. But it was it was such a cool atmosphere. It was so cool seeing you know the talent even without the Olympians. I mean, there was a couple Canadian Olympians that were on the taxi squad for Team Canada that had come back on time to play. But a lot of the Olympians who for both you know for all the countries uh, hadn't quite joined back yet just because of obviously you know the, the stress on their bodies and all that from the Olympics. But it was great hockey. She had a blast. I think she did a great job. The entire officiating crew did a great job. It was all female crews. Um, it was it was really well done by the PWHPA. That's excellent, man. When you mentioned that she'd be doing that, I was so excited. And uh, I'm looking at all the pictures online from the PWHPA tournament and just trying to follow it and be like, oh, there she is, you know. So that's really cool and big congrats. That I mean, is again, so awesome. It was, and honestly, I'm super proud of her. And then I was, you know, she thinks I'm kidding. You know, the other night I was joking. I said, you know, how's my little professional doing? And it's true. I mean, I'm I'm so proud of her. I I, I would love to be a professional coach one day. And the fact that she was able to coach a professional women's hockey tournament, um, and you know, the PWHPA is just going to keep growing, and eventually they're going to get their own league, and it's going to be something huge. And she's going to be able to be part of, now not the start of everything, but really kind of they're still in the start. They haven't, they're not where they want to be. So the fact that she was able to get on the ground floor and do something like that. Super proud moment, that's for sure. 
Yeah, no kidding. I mean, she was surrounded by all that talent, and uh, you know, she's a goalie, so she's naturally talented. And uh, you know, got to got to give you props. You landed yourself a goalie. Yeah, she's a, she's a goalie, but she's a better skater than uh, most. Well, me for sure, but probably most of my players. So, you know, hopefully one day when uh, when we have kids, they get her skating ability, not mine. <laughs> and I can hear your dogs kind of sad because she's not home right now, is she? No, she's not. We're talking about her, so she's a little upset. I think I think Phoebe just misses being on the podcast. And it's been a while, so she does. She does. So yeah, she's I... just trying to get in there. So so welcome to the the podcast, co-host Phoebe. She'll whine once in a while, so I apologize to the listeners. I actually like it. But uh, yeah, let's break into the top 10 plays and we're going to have top five saves and then top five goals of the year out of the Mountain Division. I've been tracking it all year. I've watched every Mountain Division game and these are the top 10 plays that really just stood out. And we're just going to break into it, man. We're going to start with the top five saves because, you know, goalies rule. So let's break into number five. So at number five. The Ogden Mustangs on 28 Jan 21. The player is Sava Serduk, the 17-year-old out of Kiev. The video time is 2.49.35. Over 11 minutes gone in the final frame in Noko, and Ogden is on a three-on-three stalemate with the Eagles when Noko's Bailey Freifogel breaks down the right side of the ice in a two-on-one with Pittsman pushing down center. And I've said this before, that's an offensively dangerous duo. Pittsman makes it around the Ogden D, and little Freifogel sends the puck right into the slot. From here, Pittsman does a nice left jive and takes Serduk with him. But then he jukes back to the right and attempts to bury the puck. But Sava Serduk somehow locks his right pillow to the right post and robs Noko of the game-leading goal. Simply Sava. Yeah, this to me was just a great second effort. I mean, I, I literally wrote down the first thing that came to mind. It was just that second effort that, like, like I always call it, tell my guys the the gas factor and I'll say give a shoot for the podcast purpose, but I don't say shoot usually, Um, (laughs) you know, that gas factor of just like, Hey, you're not scoring against me and just putting that second effort in. That's just, that's just a great save on that. And, and I mean, I would add speaking as, as the one behind the mic that there were so many saves and this is a a bit of a tease, right? There were so many saves by opposing goaltenders at the ice house this year that were just unbelievable. And, that stop by Serduk, the best part of it for me was it was an outstanding right pad save. It had been the second time that he'd done that in the third period where he had just stone cold taken a goal away. And after that stop, Ogden was able to release on the counter going the other way. And they were robbed by Barbeau's right pad on the other side with a save of similar, shall we say, acclaim and, and effort. And so... I think with Serduk and, and simply Sava, right, he's a rookie and he's young and he has been so good backstopping the Mustangs to second place. And, you know, just as an aside, like keeping Sava and his family um, in everybody's thoughts this week, um, he Absolutely. is from Kiev and his family's still over there. And so just wanted to at least take a moment to like recognize some of that for him um, with what's been going on in the world this week. For all your listeners, definitely keep Sava and you know all Ukrainians in your thoughts as what's unfolding is unfolding, and show your support where you can, whether that be financially or demonstrations and such. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's a rough time over there, but also don't forget you got to separate the acts of the government from the people of the nation. So yeah, it's just a it's a crappy situation, but uh, Sava and his family um, are definitely in our thoughts. 
And that will take us now actually into the fourth best save of the year. And this is going to be the Provo River Blades on 17 October 21. The player is Patrick Coburn, a 20-year-old out of North Kingstown, Rhode Island. The video time is 138.15. It's late in the second with Coburn's team struggling to keep pace to an on-fire NOCO team. Brandon, you came on on an interesting episode. <laughs> You're right. NOCO is facing goaltending this year. Um but the, basically, he's against the, the on-fire Noko team at this point when the Eagles player takes a pass through the slot on a breakaway. Coburn wins the chess match and sprawls out with a right leg pad, sending the puck behind the net. Though dismissed by Coburn, the Eagles player picks up the loose puck and sends it in front of the net to a teammate. And Coburn once again makes a wild leg pad save to deny the goal and keep his team in the fight. Yeah, let me just keep this short and sweet and simple. If I ever stretch that far... Put me in the hospital because I will not be walking for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah, I used to could. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just the, that was just like I, I saw that and it hurt me. It literally hurt me to see it. I mean, great <laughs> save. I mean, as, as the defending team, I'm sure you're quite happy that your goal was able to do that, but mentally it hurt me. I think what's so tough too about watching, you know, Colburn make saves like that is, you know, you think about the up and down mostly down year that the Riverblades have had. And, and those are the kinds of moments that they get lost in the box score, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah. and, and I mean, you look at the fact that Provo's two of their six wins this season have come against the Eagles, one at the Ice House with Colburn and Nett, and one in Provo with Axel Rosenland and Nett. And, and Colburn's a great goaltender, and he's, he's the prototypical great goalie, bad team, faces a lot of shots, and so the numbers are blown up and look out of proportion. But when he's on his game, I think he's a top two goaltender in the division. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think, and that's the thing, like you said it, Brendan, um, Stefan has said it with the Ogden Mustangs, the Pueblo Bulls broadcasters, Utah Outliers broadcasters, and Provo Riverblades broadcasters have all said the same thing this year. The The goaltending in the Mountain Division this year is stellar. Uh, every team's just got some of the best goalies this division's ever seen it's gross is what it is it's just it's <laughs> filthy absolutely filthy <laughs> i love it i absolutely love it and that'll take us now into the third best save of the year and this is coming out of the pueblo bowls on 15 jan 21 the player is alex timmons the 19 year old out of stillwater minnesota and the video time is 245:40. it's approaching the halfway mark of the third period in a tight 1-1 contest between pueblo and visiting utah utah is applying the pressure and running a nice cycle when an outlier breaks in on the left hand side towards the net then cuts in front taking most of the bowls and timmons with him before having the puck batted off his stick this results actually in the puck bouncing maliciously back to the almost vacated left side where there's one solo outlier left all alone who quickly snaps the shot to the yawning net. But somehow Timmons, who at this moment is pulling all of his momentum in the opposite direction, somehow drops to a full split that defies reason itself. And again, <laughs> he robs Utah the game winning goal with his glove. As I've mentioned this before, Outliers players are lifting their hands in celebration only to drop their hands over their heads in astonishment and disbelief. What a save by Timmons. Honestly, I, I love this save, but I love more just the roller coaster of emotions that the outliers go through because they are 100%. They just scored a nasty goal. They're so happy. Just to literally look back at probably a goal laying on the ice with a big smile on his face. Um, <laughs> to me, like I love the save. This is a phenomenal save. 
to me, like honestly, personally, I think this is my favorite series I've seen. You know, when, as we've been ranking, really because of you know the, the the effort and the athleticism it took, but also just the he not he not only just ripped the puck out of the ice, he literally ripped the heart out of the scoring player. So like, it was just I love it. Absolute thievery. And the thing with this save, like you mentioned, Seabass, is you know you have made a highlight reel save when the other player believes 100% they have put the puck in the back of the net and they turn around and go, excuse me, you did what? That's how you know you've hit the upper echelon of highlight reel stops. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he almost gave, uh, if I recall right, he almost gave the broadcaster an aneurysm. I mean, <laughs> they couldn't believe what he did. And actually, speaking of almost giving a uh, broadcaster an aneurysm, Brandon, you called this one, and this one lands at number two. This is the Utah Outliers. It is 31 October 21. The player is Garrett Alderman, the 19-year-old out of Raleigh, North Carolina. The video time is 2.51.25. As I mentioned, it's 31 October, so this is Halloween night or I guess Halloween day. And this is scary stuff in the minds of opposing forwards while approaching the halfway mark of the third period during this matinee game. And with this team holding a three, nothing lead in Northern Colorado, the outliers find themselves on the penalty kill. Noko takes a face off and starts a clean cycle spreading out. And then out of the slot, a player passes. And let's just say player one launches a beauty of a one-timer from the left side. Hard save with the leg pad through traffic, but then he proceeds to save two more immediate rebound attempts, and the puck winds up on the right side. Alderman launches a leg pad out and robs another Eagle attacker, but it isn't over. Because while he's on his back, bodies are flying everywhere. One of his defensemen actually stops a shot with his chest, giving him a chance to recover and get up because he has to make another one to two saves. I mean... It was hard to count how many saves he made here before the puck actually left the zone. This was just an unreal play by Alderman as he posted a 37-save shutout. And Brendan, your reaction during this was fantastic. So this is where the challenge is is, is calling a moment with with context because the, the backstory on this Alderman sequence here is at this point, the outliers had had two incredible games for Marco Felicetti on Friday and Saturday. He'd made 40-plus saves on Friday, over 35 saves on Saturday, and pretty much stymied the Eagle offense. This was Alderman's, at this point, I believe, was was his first start. It was either his first or second start in junior hockey. And he had looked great all game, but he hadn't had that shutout moment, right? That one save or that one sequence where you go, Nothing is getting by this goalie today. It is over. Book it. And that sequence was un, like unbelievable. And I just couldn't believe the effort from Alderman to make the three saves. The defense to come down and make a save. Everyone was scrambling over the net. And there was just a full-out commitment. And that's something that Coach Paul Taylor's sides are always known for on the penalty kill. And after that sequence, it was a, okay. Nothing's getting by this kid today. If you can't score there and he comes up smelling like roses on that sequence, book it, go home. You're not putting the puck in today. No, and like I've already talked about second effort. This is effort three through 12, I think I would call it. <laughs> um, again, like you said, that, that's that shutout moment where it's like, you know, there's nights where goals we got to shut out and they were super busy or, you know, just had to make routine saves. And not, don't get me wrong, the shutout's a shutout, but doing this is just wow like 
again, that's just that gas factor. Like you just you want it more than than the people you're comp- competing against. And I mean, this shows it. Yeah, it was wild. I, I still remember this one. I remember Brendan screaming. I remember cursing at the TV. I mean, it was just, it was a wild series of saves by Alderman. But it didn't land first because at first, it's the Ogden Mustangs. It's 17 December 2021. The player is once again Sava Serduk, the 17-year-old out of Kiev, and the video time is 2.46 even. It's less than a minute ago in the third period. Ogden finds itself down by one to visiting Utah when it gets called on a hooking penalty. Now on the penalty kill, things don't get much better as the penalty killer breaks his stick and Utah ends up with a pseudo five on three. The stickless player attempts to kick the loose puck out of the right circle and out of the zone, but to no avail. As an outlier quickly scoops up the puck and enters the slot, baiting in the penalty killers, then sends it over to the right winger, forcing Sir Duke to come full right side. And the winger immediately one-times it to the solo player left alone, just left of the net. And the player drops to a knee to pull off the one-timer on this tic-tac-toe play, yet somehow Sir Duke stopped all of his right moving momentum and pulled a full stop pushing all able muscles back to the left and robbing utah of the sure goal yeah this is again goalies take note this is the gas factor this is just literally like hey i'm gonna do whatever i have to do to make that save and he got left out to dry by his well, i say they're defense, all alone man he's all alone. exactly <laughs> just let out to dry like just hey good luck have fun please don't let them score and he just absolutely puts in the gas factor just left to right right to left just literally just being dangled and then makes this huge save i mean what a moment for him i mean no matter you know no matter how the rest of the seasons goes he needs to just basically make a highlight tape of just this save over and over and over again and schools need to start calling i like that point seabass this is this is the save the singular save on this countdown where it is it is two on none basically on top of the crease I mean, all these other saves were fantastic, but there was some help, right? There was the clear off the line. There was the defense covering a post. Serdic was on an island, and he made that right pad save. I mean, he is so good for such a young goalie. Yeah, absolutely incredible save. It's been a just a pleasure to watch him all year. I'll be stunned if he hasn't been picked up by a higher-level league or, or college commitment here soon because he is just – wildly talented and it's been a pleasure to watch him all season so far uh, but this is the point of the podcast where i guess uh seabass gets a little bit more excited because we're going to go over the top five goals of the season for the mountain division and we're going to start right at number five in northern colorado it's 29 january 21 the player is quinn o'reilly the 19 year old out of wichita kansas the video time is 240 20 this one hurts me a little bit as a Mustangs fan, but Brendan has had to listen to a bunch of NOCO denials here, so this one is not a denial. It's a straight-up goal. It's nearly halfway through the third period, and NOCO finds itself up 4-2 on visiting Ogden when Quinn O'Reilly takes advantage of a poor change in turnover in the Ogden defensive zone. Despite being the only eagle in sight, O'Reilly scoops up the puck on the left side, skates alone through the slot, in on the Mustangs goalie, avoids the poke check, and then buries a backhand short side. What an individual effort for what would turn out to be the all-important game-winning goal. Yeah, I mean, the, the nail right on the head is just such an individual effort. I mean, such a great job. Again, I mean, it's going to become a, the theme of this podcast, I think. The gas factor is just you're not going to get denied, and he wasn't. I mean, what a great goal. The Quinn O'Reilly experience, my friends. <laughs> oh, so the thing with Quinn is, I mean, 
his play in the second half of the season hasn't necessarily showed on the score sheet as much as maybe folks would hope, but he's been excellent, and that's what he's been doing. He's just been picking a spot. He takes advantage of when he gets a chance. That backhand goal was the flourish on what was a really productive month in January for him, and that was the only thing he didn't have. He wasn't taking penalties. He was solid on the forecheck. He'd been great on the faceoff circle. He'd had a ton of chances across the month, but just hadn't found the back of the net yet. And doing so with such a flourish in the third period for what was the game-winning goal, ah, beautiful. Yeah, it was a thing of beauty, and uh, it hurt at the moment because you were literally talking at this point of the game about this could be a turning moment for Ogden. And it was just not in the right direction. <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was the uh, yes. it was the commentator curse. I distinctly remember that, and I I also remember after O'Reilly scored and they dropped the puck back to center. I I do seem to recall attempting some curse of the commentator apology because <laughs> yeah, no sooner had I finished the sentence that Deronio had made a pair of excellent saves, and I thought to myself, you know, that might be. That might be the fulcrum. That might be the moment that we go and look back and say, that is what keeps Ogden in the game. And then they turn the puck over in their D zone, and O'Reilly bangs it in on the backhand short side. Yeah, it, 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 was, a, it was a beautiful goal, though. And you got to give that credit there because that thing was gorgeous. And uh, let's move into number four. And this is going to be the Provo River Blades on 20 November 2021. The player is Yuri Yushikov, the 19-year-old Russian-American out of Clifton Park, New York. The video time is 159.55. With the last minute of play underway in Las Vegas and his team down 2-0, Yushikov grabs the bouncing puck in the neutral zone, passes it off the boards to himself while getting around a Vegas defender, then storms down towards the net, dancing the puck around another defender, and then lifts the puck past the goalie to pull his team within one. This is a thing of beauty. Yeah, this is, again, nail in the head, just... High IQ hockey, the the speed coming through the zone, the chip off the boards to beat the defenseman, and then just to drive the net and finish that goal. Um, that's just a smart hockey play leading to a great goal. I, I know I said this the last time I was on, and I might have to fend off the Twitter barbs in the Twitters here from Michelle, <laughs> but I still believe it. Yuri Ushikov has the best hands in the division. End of yeah. discussion. St. Ange is a great scorer. Ushikov's got the best hands in the division. And I know, I know he's not, this isn't the only time that this man appears on your countdown. And I just, his hands and his speed together, that's what will take him to the next level. That's where you can tell he's a cut above even the USPHL premier in some instances. Yeah, you see his talent on the ice and you're like, my God, with, with hands like that, how is he not at a, at a higher level? But, uh, you know, I guess the development factor there. And um, I, again, another player, I'll be kind of stunned if he's in the uh, USPHL premiere next year. Uh, but that takes us into number three. And this is the Utah Outliers. The date is 25 September 21. The player is Parker Williams, a 20 year old out of West Bloomfield, Michigan. And the video time is 148.40. This is the Outliers' home opener versus Noko, and they're up one nothing just over halfway through the second period when Parker Williams hits the blue line and takes a beautiful lead pass from Caden Whaley. Deeks out a defender, cuts inside, and buries one high glove side. This thing was just clean. Yeah, I mean, again, this I, I love this pass. Great, great little pass. Just great work. I mean, like you said, it, it's such a clean goal. I was watching these goals, and you know, the, the level of talent through that entire league. I know we just talked about, you know. You know, certain players having the best hands and all that kind of stuff, but just the overall talent in this league has just really, really 
impressed me. And this is one of these goals where you're just like, wow, like there's some goal scorers in that league. You are so kind by using the word Deke. That is that is kind. <laughs> what he did was he pulled it back on the toe drag, faked the shot, the defender bit hard, couldn't recover, and then he blew it past the glove's side. <laughs> Deke is so kind. <laughs> it was dirty. It, it was dirty. What what uh what Williams did there was dirty. <laughs> That was that was dirty. But let's uh, break it into the second best goal of the season. And this is going to be out of the Ogden Mustangs. The date is 11 February 21. So you might hear about this goal during the best goals in February portion that will come out next week. But here it is. And the player is Dimitri Voyatsis, the 18-year-old out of Fountain Valley, Cali. And the video time is 3 there's less than 10 seconds remaining on the clock in Pueblo, and visiting Ogden finds itself down by one. And have long since pulled the goalie for the extra player. When Dimitri Voaches grabs a blocked shot and marches in, with just a few seconds remaining, he cuts in on one defender while evading another, then jukes around another defender and slides a perfect pass right through him and all the traffic around the net, where it lands perfectly on the stick of fellow Californian Kate Herrera, the 19-year-old out of Brentwood, California, who drops to a knee to slap it past a sprawled-out tendy with with 0.03 seconds remaining on the clock to tie it. This was dramatic, epic, wow. Voyatsis here was, this is amazing. I want to take this moment, like, shout out to the officiating crew, because in, in a league and a level where you don't have instant replay, you know, our boxes are staffed by individual teams and, and folks, which can range from volunteers to staff members to billets. Like, major shout-out to all of that group for getting this play right because they managed to hit that clock, stopped, recognized the puck went in with point three, And so, contextually, it's an amazing goal, but I just wanted to toss that shout-out there to everybody around it because, you know, the assist made the goal, and that yeah. includes Voyatis dangling through the entire city of Pueblo and <laughs> uh, the staff making sure that there was the requisite amount of time on the clock. Yeah, and honestly, like you guys already touched on the goal, and I'm glad you said the word around, because I would like to talk about something else, and that is the defense around this goaltender, who did literally everything but help him. Like, just throwing their bodies on the ice. I mean, this poor goalie, man, like, help him. Actually block a shot. Like, throw your body. <laughs> like, it, that's one of those ones where it's like, hey, I'm going to come out, I'm going to look like I want to block, but I don't want to get hit with the puck, so I'm just going to move out of the way. Like, Oh, man, I feel so bad for this goal. Great goal. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely love this goal. But, man, I could feel for that goalie. I, I mean, he literally was on an island. with Great goal, but, I mean, oh, poor guy. <laughs> well, uh, the, the goalie in this next one had no chance because at number one out of the Provo Riverblades, it's 21 November 21. And once again, it's Yuri Yushikov, the 19-year-old Russian-American out of Clifton Park, New York. And the video time is 18.05. I know it's a weird video time for this, but uh, I think they started this game late. With his team down 3-0 in Las Vegas, but on the power play, Yuri Yushikov takes a puck deep in his defensive end, streaks down the right side of the ice through two defenders, cuts towards the slot at the blue line and looks to split the D, but instead cuts back to the right, gets around the D-man who's slashing away at his stick and still somehow gets off a shot going high blocker side. This was beautiful. And as I mentioned earlier in the season, flip the side of the ice to the left, and you can call this kid Yuri Ovechkin. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, 
this was a nasty, like nasty goal, and this kid's hands are disgusting. But let me let me read you exactly what I wrote down here. Um, I don't want to take anything <laughs> away from the goal, but I wrote great effort, amazing hands, phenomenal defense. Dot dot dot. Jk. This guy is coming through with speed. You know he's nasty. Someone's got to step up on this guy and, and make a hit or do something. And I get they tried. Don't get me wrong, but like. His effort compared to theirs was just like threefold, and he just, even if he wasn't nasty, he would have probably wheeled away into getting a goal here. But that is a nasty goal. You know, teams need to start recognizing how nasty he is and maybe marking up a little better. This is what I on the broadcast would like to call coast to coast. He does the most, absolutely yeah. torching the yeah. T-Birds defense. And I with Seabass, they were all caught flat-footed. Right. And so Ushakov, all he had to do was turn on the Jets and, and fly by. But can we talk about putting the puck in and around the near wing defenseman? What a move. Who does that at this level? Who completes that move successfully at this level? Yeah, th- this was a thing of beauty. When I saw it, I was just like, that's that's got to be one of the best goals of the year. And based off our, our scoring for the mountain division, that was the, the best goal of the year. I mean, the kid, this, the hands on this kid are unreal, just unreal. Nasty. Like watching this kid's highlights, like he, he's, he's going to be a problem somewhere. And uh, whoever ends up signing him <laughs> and bring him on, like you got yourself a steal. Like kid is nasty. Yeah. Imagine a, a, a support team like him on a, and like Provo struggled this year and he's still, he was still able to just shine against these other teams, and that that's that's amazing. But that said, we're we're running a little bit long on time here, listeners. So we're going to actually talk about the Mountain Vision Players of the Year on the bonus episode. So be sure to give that one a listen. That'll be me and Brendan, and uh, we'll be talking about that with a little bit of a playoff preview coming up here. But before we wrap up. Uh, we normally have a nonprofit of the podcast, but as we mentioned earlier on the podcast, in this case, we won't. But we just encourage listeners, again, to find a way to show your support to the people of Ukraine during this time. There's a lot of organizations out there that definitely show your support here. With that said, we do want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to follow us at PHH Official on Twitter. Let us know what you think. And also be sure to comment and share any upcoming games or hockey news we should cover in a future podcast. We, again, also want to thank our special guest on this podcast, Brendan Price, out of the USPHL's Northern Colorado Eagles. Thanks for having me, boys. I really appreciate it. No, thanks for taking your time to jump on. And again, listeners, you want to continue to listen to us talk, download the bonus episode. Uh, but that said, this was Pigeonal Hockey Podcast with Chris and Sebastian. As always, thanks for listening. And remember, always clear your crease.